Um, we have been for the past couple weeks, and we will continue as we study through the book of James. But James chapter 3, verses 2 through 12 is what we'll be reading today. Last week we talked about His Word, the Word of God, the, the, the faithful Word that He has given us. But this week I want us to talk about our words. Amen? The words that we use, the words that we speak, the words, the things that we say, and how we interact with the people, and, and how the Bible teaches us, and James tells us and speaks truth into this situation of, of some ways that we fail and how that we can do better in this situation. I mean, as we talk about our words. But James chapter 3, verses 2 through 12 is what we'll read. It goes like this. It says, For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put if we put bits into the mouth of, mouth of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, stained the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. And from the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. James chapter 3, verses 2 through 12. And, and some of that scripture, no doubt, is, is pretty familiar. We've heard, you know, the scripture that the tongue is a deadly member, uh, that it rages, that it kills, that it destroys. We've, we've heard before the scripture where it talks about how can can one can a, a source bring forth good water and bad water, fresh water and, 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 and salt water. But we look at this and we look at our words. And sometimes our words is something that we... We don't think of, but but words are, are small things. That's what James says here, right? He says they're small things, that little thing, that little member. And words can hurt. They don't just hurt, but they're they're destructive, right? This is the point that James is talking about. I think if we all just sat for a minute and, and thought about it, we would all think of maybe a marriage, or we think of a friendship that was torn apart by the use of words, the improper use of words, right? We've seen churches split. Because of, of words, right? We even see throughout history there's been wars and there's been, been conflicts because people used the wrong words. They talked and they had conversations and did it in the wrong way. They said the wrong things and it started bad conflicts, bad things. Words are destructive. Words are, are destructive. But why are they so destructive? Why is our tongue so destructive, right? James in this scripture, he, he uses this, he, he continues to refer to the tongue as a small thing, as a small thing, time and time and time again, right? And, and yes, in a natural sense, the tongue is small. It's, you know, it's a small part. It's, you know, it hits in our mouth. We've got our hands, feet, arms. They're all much bigger. The tongue is small. But he's not just referring to the size of it. He's talking about how oftentimes we don't view the tongue as significant, as important, as as consequential, as having as much influence or importance on the lives around us. That's what he's pointing to is this insignificant thing. 
It's like whenever you go and build something from Ikea or from Walmart or whatnot, and you get to the end and you have one or two screws left, and they're small, they're insignificant, you think, well, that's not important. But a lot of times there is a significance to them, right? We go and we drive our cars and a little lot pops up, right? Nothing sounds bad. It's still running good, but that lot's there, and we just ignore it. It's just a small thing. It's nothing bad. It's nothing important, and we ignore it. We don't think it has any significance, but both those issues oftentimes point to a larger thing, right? You have those screws, and if they're important screws, guess what? The whole thing can fall apart. If you have that light that comes on and you're really not paying attention to it, you're ignoring it, you just blow it off, and guess what? It can be pointing to a major issue with your car. And the same thing with our tongue. We try to just blow it off. We don't think about its importance. We don't think about the impact that it has. We don't think about how it's affecting the people around us. But oftentimes it has a major consequence, a major factor in the world around us, in our lives around us, in our families around us. You know, we often don't pay attention to the words we, we say during the day. You know, if you're like me, sometimes I get up in the morning or I lay the first thing for a couple minutes when I lay in bed, I, I think, okay, what do I need to do today? What do I have to do today to, to have a good day, to have a beneficial day, to have a, a day that has, you know, some importance to it, that I've got something done, that I go to bed at night and I think, oh, today was a good day. The conversations I have isn't something I think about, Right? I don't think about the words that I'm going to use then. I think about what I have to do. I think about the places that I have to go. I, I think about, you know, the jobs I have to get done. I think about the, my checklist. Now, my checklist, it isn't have good conversations with people. It's not make sure I say nice things. It's not to, it, it, there's not a list of words that I want to, to use to, to, with my wife, with my child, with people around me. It's the farthest thing from my mind when I start the day. I'm thinking about what I need to do. And my words aren't very important in that, Right? Oftentimes we don't think of, of the words when we think of, well, how can I be a better person? We think of, well, I can spend less money, or I can, I can go to church more maybe, or I can you know, do better at my job, or I can read more. I can do. We don't think about the words that we use because they they're just don't have a lot of consequence sometimes. They don't ha- seem to have as much impact. But you know, the thing is, with, when we're talking and stuff, we just do that all the time, right? Some of us probably do it more than others, right? You know, some of us just, we talk and talk, and it's just what we do. We're just talkers, right? It just comes very natural to us. We're just, if, we, if, we're, if we're awake, we're talking. If we're doing anything, we're talking about it. We talk with our hands, we talk with our mouths. We're, we're going to and fro, we're, we're in the car, we're talking on the phone, we're at work, we're talking to our coworker. Talking is just something that we do, right? It's just very natural. You know, when it comes to the things that we struggle with in life, our sins and whatnot, most of our sins are something that we make a decision with, right? There's, a, there's an automatic decision. You know, if you go and you're going to lie to if you're, you're going to lie to somebody, if you're going to steal from somebody, you're making that decision, right? I'm going to be dishonest to somebody. I'm going to steal from. Them. That's a decision you're making. If you're going to cheat on your spouse, it's not something that just happens, right? We might use that line with different sins. What just happened? I just kind of lied. I just kind of stole. I just kind. No, it's a decision that you're making to cheat, to lie, to steal, to be violent, to hurt somebody. These things. It's decisions that we make. Use drugs, you know, get drunk, do all these things, you know, do harmful things to the people around us. Those are decisions that we make. There's a decision to it. But with talking, sometimes that decision is more subtle. It's not just, I'm going to decide to do this now. We're just having a conversation, right? We're talking to people, and then we keep talking, and we keep talking. What We, we get lax in things sometimes. That's what James is warning him of. He's saying that, that tongue, it's not significant. You're not thinking about the conversations you're having when you're having them. 
And before you know it, one thing turned to another. One conversation took this turn. One conversation take that turn. And before you know it, maybe you're talking about somebody. Maybe you're talking about things you shouldn't be talking about. Maybe you're saying things you shouldn't be saying. But it just subtly got there. It wasn't a decision. I'm not, you didn't say, I want to sit down and have a conversation and talk bad about somebody. The conversation just kind of went that way. I'm not going to go and, and go out today and, and gossip with my coworker, but you're bored and the conversation just kind of kind of went that way, right? I'm not going to, we don't think that, that we're going to be, have bad conversations, but the conversation a lot of times just goes that way with these subtle decisions that we make. And James is warning us, he's saying that tongue, you don't see it, you don't think about it, you don't really understand the consequence that the words that you speak have, but before you know it, that tongue will get you in more danger than anything else that you can do because we just don't pay as much attention to it. I pay attention to my arm, make sure I'm not hitting anybody, right? I mean, that's just pretty common. I, I can keep it down and say, I ain't going to hit somebody. But I don't pay attention to what I'm saying sometimes. And I just slip into maybe a thought that I've been having or something that's been on my mind, and I say things I shouldn't have said. I didn't hit anybody because I can keep myself from hitting or kicking somebody pretty good. But it's hard to keep myself from saying things sometimes. Hard to keep myself from saying, having conversations. Maybe I shouldn't saying things I shouldn't, talking in a certain way that I shouldn't, because it's very easy for us just to slip into those, those things. That's where we struggle, a lot of times, is that these conversations that and these things that we say, the words that we use, how we talk about people, how we talk to people, how we talk with our spouses, with our children, with our coworkers. We don't think about it. It's something we do every day. It's something that just doesn't seem to have much importance because it's just a conversation. But James is telling us you have to be careful with your tongue because it is so deceitful, because it is so easy to slip into having these bad, saying these bad things or using our mouth or words for the wrong things. We have to be ever vigilant with how we're using our words, how we're using our tongue. It's deceitful, it's dangerous, and it can cause a lot of harm. I don't think any of us have to think too long about a conversation that we didn't mean to have had ended up hurting somebody. Or a conversation that, you know, got around that, oh, so-and-so was talking about this person that they might not have meant started out to do that, but the conversation went that way. And they weren't watching. They weren't being vigilant. They weren't they weren't trying to make sure their tongue wasn't leading them astray. They just ended up saying things, talking about somebody. Maybe they thought they were somebody they could trust. And, but we know you say something... Somebody else is probably going to hear it. It's going to get around. That's just the reality of the world we live in. James is saying, be careful with how you use your tongue. And he begins to paint this. We, I use the word a lot. This dichotomy. These two choices. Right? But Song of Solomon, and, and here's where we, we see this idea of the little expounded upon. Solomon is a great teacher. His great wisdom from Proverbs is where we usually read it. Ecclesiastes is there too. Um, he's the son of David. But we, we see Song of Solomon. He, he's talking about little foxes. Catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have a tender grapes. He says, you know, these little foxes, in some context, they would have these crops and everything, and they would try to protect it from, from big animals and big destructive things that were going to do harm. But they would go, and he says, watch for the little foxes. The little foxes that are going to go in. They're gonna, you're not going to see them. You're not going to catch them. You're not going to think it's an issue. But before you know it, they've destroyed the crops. They've destroyed the vineyard. They've ate all the things that you were trying to protect, the things that you had value, the things that you wanted to grow. But before too long, the little things got in there and were destructive. And that's what we have to watch with our words. You know, yeah, 
We all can say, I'm not a violent person. I don't go around kicking and hitting people. I don't go around doing that. We can say, hey, I don't go around cheating on my wife all the time. But it's the little foxes, the words that we use, the conversations that we have that we shouldn't have, the things, the ways that we talk about people or talk to people that we shouldn't. That can be destructive for our lives. They can be destructive for our testimony. They can be destructive for other people's view of, of Christ and of the church and of Christians in general. But he goes on and, and he basically says that we can't be both. So so what do you you say? If I asked you to go through a day in your life and take note of everything you said, say, you know, in, in the courtroom. I loved watching Matlock growing up with my mamma because I think that's the only channel that she thought she had, that in the Weather Channel, um, was whatever Matlock and Perry Mason and, and Murder, She Wrote came on and, you know, the local news. Um, we sit and we watch Matlock and, and all these things. And you go in the courtroom scenes, right? I think is it. I think it's a stenographer. I think it's what it's called. The person who sits in front of the judge and tops out every single word that's said, right? Then the judge says, "Strike that from the record." And I don't know how they do that, but they go back and they strike it from the record. But, but they have this this whole written, topped out thing of every word that was said. So say a stenographer followed you around all day, one day, and wrote down everything you said. You clipped all those things up, and you begin to divide them into to baskets. What are the good things that I said? And what are the bad things that I said? Right? And, and so maybe, you know, some of us said, well, you know, I told my, um, uh, the barista or the person at the register or the person at the window, I told them, I hope you have a good day. And that's, that's a good little thing to say, right? You put that in the little good basket. Well, then you go to work and somebody messed up and it's affecting you and you start mumbling under your breath certain things that you shouldn't be saying. Well, that's something that goes in the, in the bad basket, right? And, and we do that. We, you know, we, we would do that. We go through and there's things we say that's good, things that we say that's bad. And, but I want you to think about what would, what your baskets at the end of the day would look like. What would they look like? Which basket would be more full? Which basket? Would there be a basket that was empty? Um, would there be a basket that was you know, completely and totally it was disproportionate one was really full and one was really low? But think about that. The words that you, you use. And like I said before, we don't oftentimes think about the words that we use, and that's the danger, is that we don't think about them. Maybe we should spend some more time to think about it. James tells us that good and bad can't come from the same source, right? He says you can't do that. Right? That just don't work. Now, he also gives this this you know kind of preface here. He, he says, you know, Basically, if somebody can get through a conversation and say things without stumbling and saying something you know bad sometimes or, or saying something they didn't mean to, they're perfect. They've got their whole body under control. He says they're perfect. And he also says no human man, human person, can tame the tongue. That's what he says right before he goes into, into what, what we just read. He says no human man, human person, can tame the tongue. We can tame all the animals in the oceans, all the animals on the land, all the animals in the air. We can do all that thing, domesticate them, keep them as pets, livestock, whatever. You can't do nothing about the tongue. He says that. Then he goes into, basically he says, but we don't need to be these divided people that have good and bad coming out from us. But if we look at our baskets, I mean, the honest reality is, is that they're mixed, right? It's a mixed bag. There's stuff in both baskets. There's things that we say that are good. There's things that we say that are bad. There's things that we say that are appropriate. There's things that we say that are inappropriate. There's things that we say that are godly. There's things that we say that are, that are ungodly. And it's a mixed bag. But as Christians, we should desire for it to not be, be a mixed bag. Now, I don't know anybody in my life 
to everything they say is kind and nice and sweet and fruity and flowery and, and, and great, right? I don't know anybody. Maybe you do. Great. Awesome. Count that person as a friend. I don't know anybody like that. And I'm not a person like that, right? But I don't know anybody who everything they have to say is bad and mean-spirited, right? They have some good there that they throw in every now and then. We're all mixed. Mixed bags there. But we should desire for that not to be, be so. As Christians... Our tongues should be used to speak kindness, to speak life, to speak love, to speak freedom, mercy, forgiveness, the gospel, uh, the, the, the truth of God. That's what our tongue should be used as. And that should be its sole purpose, right? We've got a lot of tools in, in the kitchen that can be used for different things. You can use a knife to cut, to slice, to, to you know, shave things off, to peel things, to you know, do all these different things. The tongue should have one purpose and one purpose alone. To speak life and truth and love into the world that is around us. The kids the other day, little ones, asked me a question. Uh, and they said, they said, Pastor, they said, who, some variation of who decided what a bad word was? Or what words are bad, right? And that's a very nuanced question, right? Because bad words for us today aren't necessarily what bad words were before. Um, bad words in America it might not be bad words in other places. So you know, and I don't know who looked at the four-letter words and said that one's bad and that one's bad and that one's bad. I don't know, right? Um, so I wasn't going to get into all that with with them. So I, I said the simple you know thing is if if you're tempted to say something bad, that temptation comes from the devil. If it's something bad, something mean, something hurtful, something you know you shouldn't say, that temptation comes from the devil. You know, I got to thinking about that more and more. And um, I began to realize that the, that the church, in many ways, not our church necessarily, or just our church, but all over, has um, taken the idea of using our words and what's appropriate and what's inappropriate, what we can say and what we can't say. They've taken it weird directions, right? Um, you might take a Christian and you follow them around every day of their life and you go behind you know, closed doors and you see everything they do and you hear everything that they say and you may never hear some Christian use a four-letter word, by-word, curse word, whatever you want to say. right? We make a high priority in a lot of our churches. But then the same people that would never dare to say a four-letter word, within a day you couldn't go without hearing them speak ill of their neighbor, talk down about their co-worker, Gossip about somebody to something about about something to somebody, or blow up on their spouse or their kid, and we have this idea that that one is worse than the other. Then it's awful to say curse words, but gossiping a little bit or talking about somebody a little bit or getting mad and aggravated and saying things in, in a way in a tone that we shouldn't. That's okay, but saying a bad word is totally evil. And we think if we don't do this, then we're okay to do that a little bit. That's not what James says. Don't worry in this instruction does he is he focusing and pointing out by words, four-letter words, or anything like that. He's saying using your mouth, using your tongue, using your words in a way that is inappropriate. And that is not godly. That is not good. And that goes spans a whole lot more than sometimes we would like to think it does. Because we can say, well, I don't, I don't do this, or I don't use these words, or I don't, you know, talk this way. But then we go and we blow up, and we get angry, and we say things in a way that we shouldn't. We talk about people, we gossip about people, and it's like, that's not good either. 
not saying that my words are good, but that one's not good either. Okay? We look at this, though, and, and he's saying you can't say, you know, one day just be all good and say nice things, and the next day say all these bad things, and it just be, be okay. We're not going to be perfect. I'm not trying to paint that picture. That's what he says. He says, if you can do that, you're perfect. And that's him basically wink-winking. Hey, nobody's perfect. I know that. Jesus is the only one. We can't do that. I'm going to say in a few minutes, hey, humans can't tame the tongue. Nobody can. But we need to understand that we need to desire to say less of the bad and more of the good. Right? You might say, well, I just say a few bad things. You might look at your basket and it's like, well, there's just a few bad things in there. Well, guess what? One weed is still a weed. Right? Just because there's just one of them doesn't make it a flower. It's still a weed. One sin is still a sin. Just because there's just one of them doesn't mean it's any better. It's still a sin. It's still not good. Anything that we say that is not good, that is not godly, that is not kind, that is not loving, that it does not come from Scripture or anything like that, guess what? It doesn't come from God. So if it doesn't come from God, it has to come from where? The, soul, the temptation, the flesh, the enemy. And we have to realize that and understand that. that we are fighting the flesh daily. And that is the words that we use, the conversations that we have, how we talk to people, how we talk about people, how the conversations that we have. And we have to work on those things by what James has told us. By what James has told us, we have to learn and to work on controlling our tongue, controlling our words, controlling what we say. And we might look at that and be like, man, that's... That's crazy. How can I control everything that I say? How can I be mindful of the words that I use all the time? How can I be thoughtful about the conversations that I, that I have? How can I do all these things? Like I said, James says, he says, for a human, it's impossible for us to tame our tongues. He says, you can't do that. You're human. You're fleshly. You're full, you're, you come from a sinful nature. You live in this world. You're going to be tempted. You're going to be pulled away. Talking something that we're going to all do all the time. That's why some different groups and religions completely move themselves away from society and kind of hold up by themselves and take vows of silence because it's easier to be silent than to talk and not say anything bad. That's the truth. But, we've said it before, we're in the world for a reason. We don't have to be of it, but we're in it. We're in this place. We're going to have conversations. We're going to talk. We're going to, you know, have conversations with people and talk about things and issues and what's going on in our lives, in our families, what's 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 what and this and that. But we have to be more mindful of the words that we're using. The danger that comes from, from conversations and things a lot of times is that, yes, we're always going to say, have, you know, bad conversations, slip up, say things we shouldn't. But we should never get to a point where we feel that that's okay. And that's where we slide into a lot of times. We think, well, if it's going to happen, well, I guess it's just going to be okay. No. You can embrace the fact that you're going to fall and that you're going to mess up and that you're going to make mistakes and not be happy about it. You can embrace the reality that you are flesh and that you're going to say things you shouldn't say. You're going to slip up and have conversations you shouldn't have. You're going to go and you're going to talk about people in a weak moment and you're going to do these things and you shouldn't do it, but you shouldn't just be like, oh, well, that was okay. I won't do it again. Our souls should be grieved when we know that our tongue has been used even either by with us knowing it or unknowingly 
used to hurt somebody. It should grieve us. Our spirit should be conflicted by that. We should not be like, well, that's just how it goes sometimes. We should be grieved and hurt to know that our words, our tongue, has been used to hurt somebody. That's what the spirit within us is supposed to do. Convict us when we have sinned, when we have failed, when we have come short. But too often, we're just so used to having bad conversations, saying bad things, talking about people, talking to people in a certain way, family, friends, strangers, neighbors, whoever, that when we do something and say something that isn't of God, it's just normal now. It's okay now. And that's how we've got to this point where it's like, oh, bad words, we don't need to say those, but we're okay with all these other things. is because these other things that's happening in conversations. Like, well, if I can cut that out, I can feel a little good about myself. Because I didn't say those words. Guess what? You had all these other things that we're saying, conversations that we're having that are not good. No, we shouldn't be having. We shouldn't be saying. That's our tongue, our mouth, our words. They are seem to be small and insignificant. We don't think of the importance that they have, what importance a conversation can have, saying something offhandedly can have, just speaking our mind. We say, well, I'm just speaking my mind. If it's it's true, it doesn't matter if it hurts somebody. No, no. The Bible tells us not to offend brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to be mindful of these things. We need to be mindful of the words that we use. That's what James is teaching them here. We talked about how he's talking to people that are they're being persecuted, they're being chased down, and he stops in the middle of his book and takes a minute to say, now be careful about the words you're using. Out of all the context and all the things that he could have been talking about, he says and understands through the Holy Spirit working through him, this is important. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about it. So if it's important for them, it's important for us. And we need to be mindful of that. Be mindful of the words that we're using. I challenge you this week. Or just try to for a couple of hours during a day. Be mindful of the words that you're using. Be mindful of the things that you're saying. Take account of it in your mind. And think of how many positive things said. How many godly things that you said. How many often that your mouth was being used to proclaim the gospel. To show love and the kindness and compassion and forgiveness and mercy. But then think how many times was your mouth used as a weapon. As dangerous poison. It's fire to burn and destroy. We need to be mindful of that. If it's not good, it didn't come from Jesus. If it's not good, it didn't come from God. If it didn't help somebody, if it didn't benefit somebody's soul, benefit somebody's life, then, then who did it help? Usually the enemy had a plan in it that it ended up hurting somebody. So let's be mindful of the words that we're using, the things that we're saying, the conversations that we're having, how we're talking to people, how we're talking with people, how we're talking about people. And realize that our words do have power and consequence, and they are significant. The tongue might be a small member. It might not seem very important. It might not seem like it has much impact on your life. Conversations just happen. You have them every day. You might think one out of every hundred conversations you have might have some kind of importance in your life. Every conversation that you have can and should be of some benefit and help to somebody. We read scriptures. And we'll close with this. Jesus is the only one. I love how James said, no human can tame the tongue. Once again, that's him kind of winking at his, his readers and saying, 
You're not human, but we know somebody who's not. We know somebody who is divine, who ascended above that. He was just as much flesh as he was God as he walked upon this earth. He understood the difficulties of using words in the right way, using his tongue in the right way, having right conversations, and he perfected it. So he's saying, I want you, he's saying, look at this Jesus. Look at this man. And let us learn from him. Let us put our faith in Jesus as the one that can help us have better conversations. Help us to use better words. Help us to talk to people in a better way. Help us to talk about people in a better way. Help us to, to just do better in the way we talk in general so that our words, our tongues, our, our, our conversation will benefit others. And our conversations will point people to Christ. And our conversations will lead people to the love that Jesus has for them. He perfected it. He did it right. I've said it before in Sunday school lessons and things we've taught. It blows my mind. And the conversations Jesus was able to have with people who hated him. Hated him. And the way that he handled himself in those conversations. The way he talked about them, the way he talked to him, the way he talked with them. is amazing to me. Amazing to me. And we might never get to that point. That's what James, I know that, James knows that, you know that. Probably never get to that point. But we can strive to put our faith and trust in Jesus to help us to do better. And get closer to that point. To use our words in a better way. To use our words and use our tongue in a better way. Amen. So I'm thankful. It's not...